The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, recently, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate world. the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, DBXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We'll use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about a hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning and uh yeah if you hear some noise we've got uh, everybody up this morning getting ready to go to work and off to do whatever they're doing there so i apologize for that <clears throat> if you would like to check us out online please go to sons of liberty radio.com or sons of liberty media.com in fact if you're listening by way of red state talk radio you can head over to sons of liberty media.com scroll down on the right side of the page you'll see a streaming live right there that's right you can see the faces made for radio blow that up on the device that you've got and then click on the platform icon that we're on. We're streaming off of that one. Uh, and join us in the chat. Lots of people in there this morning. Great, great to see you guys here on a Saturday morning. And some of you haven't seen in a while. Did, did I see Stuffy in there? Were, were you in there, man? I thought I, I saw you at the start. By the way, some people have asked. Um, the music I'm playing at the pre-show. If you 
are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you don't know what, the, what that is. Um, <clears throat> the music I'm playing there is from the Charlotte Youth Orchestra. Uh, my daughter Haley is in there. She plays violin. Yep, we have uh, a couple of violinists here in the family. We've got a couple of people that play piano. Uh, my son, my oldest son, plays whatever he can get his hands on. He looks, he's learned guitar and ukulele and vi- uh, not violin. He did try violin once, but uh, that was when he was real little, and his, I guess his hands were too small for the violin at the time, whatever. Um, lots of bass guitar, drums. Um, he even goes out of his way to find unique instruments that I don't even know the names to. Uh, we'll buy those and learn to play those. So <laughs> he's, he's very musically inclined. So, yeah. But that's from the Charlotte Youth Orchestra. So if you guys have enjoyed that, that is um, over there in Charlotte, North Carolina, in Kami, North Carolina, uh, where they're playing over there. But, yeah, beautiful music from those young people. And, uh, boy, I, it's it's very uplifting. And then you go right into the grunge of the Sons of Liberty. <laughs> In any case, right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you missed that, you can catch it now up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And then he'll be live today for two hours on Saturday. So uh, don't miss him on sonsoflibertymedia.com. By the way, we're also streaming live on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page. Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, <clears throat> Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. Be sure to subscribe there. I think they send out notifications for that as well. And then also dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty, as well as uh, Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. And if you have a Roku device, we're on Cutting Edge TV there. So be sure to check out all those outlets to where we do stream other than on the radio. And so, uh, yeah, check those out. Right above that's where you can sign up for our newsletter again. You can uh, get uh, the morning show in there as well. So you get those. Great to see you back, Stuffy. (laughs) You've been gone a long time, man. (laughs) So in any case, if you would like to help support us, there's a donate button at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. Be sure and click on that if you want to do that. Make a one-time donation. Or you can become a son or daughter of Liberty with us. That's our monthly partners. You get some goodies in that. You get some discounts in the store as well. And speaking of the store, that link is there. Today's the last day to get a hold of the special for the week, which is the For the Children booklet. Uh, Small enough to fit in your pocket. Words and images. A lot of people want to close their ears to the murder of the unborn, so we want to tell it to their eyes. This is a great way to share it with your, share the truth of what abortion is. It is the murder of a human being made in God's image. That's what it is. Now, we're not a dot. We're not making idols out of children. We're going back to the law of God. It says, you shall not murder. Okay? You shall not murder. And that includes any human life from conception till old age. All in between. You shall not murder. Well, see, you're talking about that, and then you, you're for the death penalty. There's a difference. Murder is premeditated murder of the life of the innocent for whatever reason that you want to do. We're not talking about carrying out a capital punishment for somebody who has committed a crime against another person or against what the law of God says that calls for a capital crime. They're two different things. And I hope that you understand that because I'm hoping that most people would understand that self-defense, somebody's trying to kill you and you stop them by killing them or they're trying to kill somebody else and you do that, you understand the difference. Anyway, this book is normally $10. Uh, Stephanie wrote this book. This is Bradley's wife. And uh, this week only through midnight tonight, you can get it for 25% off when you use the promo code LIFE. Promo code LIFE in the store, get you 25% off of that today only uh, through midnight. And then we're going to have, I didn't have, um, we didn't get the email ready for today. There's a separate email 
that if you want to be on that, you have to go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. You can put your email in right there. It, you get that once a week on Saturdays, usually. Sometimes it's Sunday, but usually it's Saturday. And uh, you'll get that special, and you'll know what, what it is right off before I even announce it on Monday. Okay, So if you want to do that, sonsoflibertyradio.com. Now, um, I'm waiting on Kate to join us. And uh, one of the things I want to do is just kind of hit some highlights of, of the stories that we had out yesterday. You know, <clears throat> it seemed like Julian Assange was one of those guys that, you know, he was in the news all. Remember before uh, Trump got in office and just after and Trump was a big fan of WikiLeaks and Julian Assange until he got in office. And when he's in office, he's like, I don't know too much about that. I don't know too much about those guys. Well, as DOJ kept trying to have him extradited, well, now a U.K. court has ruled that he can be extradited to the U.S., which is the same country that plotted to assassinate him. Same country, right? Just so we know here who's doing what and what they're doing. And if you don't believe me, I've got this video in the article that I did yesterday I've got this video here. Play, play the montage. I've played it on, on the air before. And listen to the corrupt politicians and listen to the talking heads. Yes, even those from Fox News, F-A-U-X, Fox News, fake news, <laughs> calling for him to get a bullet in the head. Okay? A couple more stories out on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Scientific evidence suggests COVID shots reprogram the innate immune system, this is something we've talked about for what, over a year now, and cause lymphocytes to attack the body's organs. Sherry Tenpenny was one who, who brought this out. She was talking about this is why they hide it in those, whatever, whatever they call, liquid, liquid nanoparticiple, whatever, I, participles, that's a, that's a word for, for words, isn't it? <laughs> those things that they hide it in. You can tell I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV, and I didn't spend a night in a Holiday Inn Express. But they attacked the body's organs. And she says they were camouflaged, as it were, in these substances, and then once introduced back with any kind of, I guess, sickness at the time, what we're finding is is they go in and they attack the body's organs. Okay, So that's a pretty significant story. Uh, another one is experts claim that vax refusers need to be de-radicalized or re-educated like cult members and terrorists. This this is exactly Nazi Germany. This is what we've been talking about when we referenced the Nazi Nazi Germany. This is the same kind of thing. If you don't go along with the official Nazi party, as uh, our friend Artur over there in Canada said, if you don't go along with the Nazi Party of America then you need to be re-educated. And if you can't be re-educated, we're just going to dig a mass grave and we're going to dump you and your friends in with it. All right? One last thing. And this one really gets on my nerves. Because we've had two stories this week. This is almost $200,000 that cops have stolen. This is just two stories that they've stolen from innocent people who did no wrong. Thieving cops rob an innocent woman of $100,000, send her on her way, then brag about it on Facebook. Now, you know exactly what these guys are doing. They're going and they're pulling people over, oftentimes for no reason at all. We saw the guy earlier this week, a Marine veteran, going to see his daughters, traveling, uh, I forget, through he's th- through several states. And I don't know if it, I think it was Nevada. I think that was the state that he was in. But that's on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, too. Put 80,000 with a uh, uh, comma in there. Put it in the search engine, and you'll see the story. And, and sons of liberty media.com. You'll see the video too. 
you'll see how they set him up. They call in the DEA. The guy's done nothing wrong. He was driving under the speed limit as though that's... I, look, see, this is the thing about speed limits. Well, you're driving under the speed limit. They had to make a big deal about that. Well, wait a minute. What does the word limit mean? Not that I'm for them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not for them, but I'm using their own thing. What does limit mean? It means you don't go over that, right? Isn't that what that means? And so if you're going under that, if you're going 50 miles an hour, if you're going 45 miles an hour, what's the big deal? You're not breaking the law. Why even bring that up? But they do. They end up going in his car. He doesn't trust banks, so he's carrying his life savings with him, basically. 80 grand, almost 80 grand. They call the, they take the package of money out of his car. They take it about 20, 50 yards away, whatever. They bring in their dog to go find the money, quote unquote, smelling drugs on it. And one guy has said 90 to 100% of all the uh, monopoly money that we carry around, federal bank notes, debt notes is what they are, ha- smell of drugs, whatever that is. Smelling of drugs is not illegal. Any more than, quote-unquote, drug paraphernalia is illegal. It's not illegal. Okay? It's not. And yet they use that, and they swipe the guy's 80 grand, left him on the side of the road. He had a few dollars in his pocket, which they didn't take, and they didn't put the dog, dog on that to smell and see if that, those had drugs. No, they wanted the 80 grand. And by the way, about um, 60, if I'm not mistaken, according to the story, at least 60 to 80% of that money that's taken by the DEA is given back to the police department. So do they have a, a a reason to come in and take your money? It's not illegal to hold cash. It's not. And yet they're taking that money in violation of the Fifth Amendment, where you're not to be deprived of liberty or property, unless you've been indicted. And they didn't even charge the guy with a crime. Now you're talking about somebody be hopping mad. I'd be like, no, you're going to have to arrest me. And we're going to have to do something, or you're going to have to give me that cash back, and we're going to have it out right here and now. And I'm going to probably be stopping traffic to say, hey, these guys are trying to steal my money for no reason at all. They won't even arrest me or anything else. No, this ain't going to work. So this is something that needs to be stopped. Now, with that said, if you guys didn't get a chance to uh, see the show yesterday, uh, Kate was on with us yesterday, and uh, I've done it up as an article of course, the morning show archive just as normal, and you can go over there to sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can see the video portion. You can hear the podcast. I've got it on two outlets now. We're on uh, SoundCloud and also Anchor.fm. In fact, if you guys are lit, or some of you guys do shows yourself, I know you have those in the chat. Um, Anchor.fm is actually free. Okay, you can do that, and I think they're they're set up by Spotify. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, they do put it out on Spotify. So somewhere out there, and I can't figure out how the link works because I can never get it to, to play on Spotify. But somewhere out there on Spotify, I'm out there Okay, uh, once that gets uploaded. But one of the things we did was we shared a few uh, bits of information. I'm going to slide up here. We shared a few bits of information with you uh, with regards to um, the mailings that Kate got. And we showed you how they were, they were postmarked. She calls them the Frank Mark or whatever it is. I'll let her explain that in a minute. But the, but we would call it a postmark. It was dated the very day she's supposed to be in court. Uh, so it, the whole thing was really messed up. Yesterday, I got late from her and from the people who were helping her legally some redacted documents that have been sent, sent to the court. And I told you I had seen the stuff, okay? Now, Kate, we had a lot of people. Well, not a lot of people. We had two or three people pop in. 
and we still have some people talking about how she's lying and this, that, and the other, and they're going to prove she's lying, but they never show any evidence. They just talk about their feelings or you know somebody they know or this, that, and the other. No evidence, okay, none at all, because they don't know. You can click on this link right here at sonslibertymedia.com. Go on that one with Kate Shimrani um, on trial or being railroaded. Click on that. There's several documents that have been sent to the court. You will see some of the things that we've been talking about. Now, there's other things that are coming, but these are these are some stuff just to to make you aware that there is evidence here of what's going on, of what she says, that she's not a liar. And so I challenge those people, whoever you are, and there's several of you, I challenge you to provide the evidence when you speak out to your audience on Facebook or your website, wherever it is, I challenge you. If you're going to call out and say that she's lying, let's see the evidence from your side. Don't tell me about how, you know, somebody was nice to you or what. I mean, look, I'm sure mass murderers, and I'm not trying to compare these the people that, that she's pointing out to mass murderers, but I'm sure mass murderers were, were kind to people at some time in their life, too. That does not answer the question of what's gone on here. And uh, again, this is just the tip of the iceberg. It's just to, to show you that she is telling the truth about what's going on. And with that said, our own health and wellness expert, Kate Shimrani, is on the line with us. And good morning, Kate. It's great to see you again. Hi, good morning. And um, uh, I've got a few things to say, actually, about what you were just talking about, about uh, money being found on people and how they don't trust the banks. I remember when I worked in the emergency room, some elderly would come in and they would have their entire life savings in their bags or in their pockets. That's what they would do. They didn't trust banks or they would actually have it in their homes. They would have everything they owned. Every piece of money would be hid under their mattress. Um, we know this goes on. Not every um, police officer, member of the judicial system, all of it. Not, not all of them are corrupt, but many are. And we get good and bad in every single occupation. But this has to stop. And that leads me on to what you've just brought up. Um, this, these crimes have now been reported officially to the police. And it will now be taken to the next level. And there is lots of evidence. And what's interesting about this is, as I said in my video, which Please do go on to a quality fair campaign on YouTube because you'll see that I'm about to do a video uh, in support of NHS workers who are being threatened that they're going to lose their jobs come April if they don't have this experimental, untested, unlicensed, uninsured uh, bioengineering weapon. It's not a vaccine. It doesn't stop transmission, doesn't stimulate an immune response. So that's all coming. Now, I've stated in that video that um, I have a right to exercise my human rights. I have a right to be safe. I have a right to practice as a Christian. Um, I have a right not to be um, sexually harassed. I have a right not to be victim harassed. I have a right not to be threatened with being martyred. I have a right not to be threatened online to keep my mouth shut, to behave myself. Um, there is all of this, as which everyone's seen, but what's interesting is when you dare to speak up, um, it turns into that whole Me Too campaign. And I would like to thank all of you women that are coming out of the woodwork and mothers 
who are telling me and showing me evidence of your emails to the police regarding the lawyer, the barrister, yep, yep. and your testimonies. And now today, I just had a conversation with um, another uh, two women, actually, who are telling me the same. There's a lot of things going on here that are downright corrupt. Um, but they will all come out because the truth will prevail. And when God is with you, no one will stand against you. Amen. So the facts are the, are the facts. The law is the law is the law. So when the law is used against us, we have a right to use that law to protect us also. And uh, the point of the matter is, and you can go on to crowd justice, and they've also been informed, the funds that the public very graciously raised for me to fight these cases has gone to the barrister and still remains with him. He's not representing me. Now, I just want to state this because... I do like Psalm 1. Psalm 1 is a psalm that I'm reciting at the moment all the time. Uh, but I want to just say this. This is from Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So amen to that. Amen. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm very grateful and I want to thank everybody for your messages of support, your emails of support. <laughs> Someone's just come to me today and have offered me free of charge a fantastic retreat in Norway, which is beyond beautiful, um, with acres and acres of land and animals for me to go there and have peace. And um, I'm, I'm almost overwhelmed by that, that people would do that. Um, and, and the fact that many people are out there um, scared, as I have been. You know, remember that my address has been published and I am being portrayed and vilified incorrectly with edited videos. But all of that is going to turn. It's going to turn around and God never gives us more than we can handle. That's right. Never. Never, That's right. ever, ever. That's right. You know, and the apostle, the apostle Paul says, too, that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. And he names off all kinds of things. And so I know for a fact, um, and, and, and I don't live in the UK, I don't uh, daily, I, sometimes we don't even conversate daily, have, have conversation daily. But I know that uh, I, I've, in our conversations over the past two years and things, and I've told people, I've said, I've seen... Um, the Lord growing uh, you, uh, teaching you things, um, correcting you about things and stuff, and I've seen that. I- I've seen it in the con- just in the conversations we have. Nobody's trying to make a point of it uh, at the time we're talking about it, but I've seen that. I've seen you be very um, worn down, very tired, um, e- even affected physically from the stress that goes on, but I've seen you continue to push forward in what's going on, and you're not looking to be out front. You never were. In fact, when we were talking about Trafalgar Square and they put your picture on one of the things that they were sending out, you go, well, isn't this kind of cool? I mean, I, why, they asked me to do the thing and I'll, I'll do it. Um, but you weren't looking to be out front. That wasn't what you were doing. But you wanted to play your part in whatever it was for your children and for their children and for the children who are in your country and even the world. And so 
just to let people know, that was going on behind the scenes. This was not a thing of, oh, I'm looking to aggrandize myself. I'm looking to push it. Because a lot of people took that they some people said things like that. And I'm just like, look, guys, we're all in this together. We're either going to fight this together or there's going to be these splintering things of everybody pointing fingers and this, that, and the other. And there has to be a way to to step up to the plate and to fight this. So let's let's take a, a little bit from that. Um, and because we had the show yesterday, so you guys all have it up in the link. Uh, if you want to hear what Kate has to say about what's going on with her and the case and things of that nature, you can go there. You can look at the documents now. I put those in late, so if you looked at it early when I put it out, it wasn't there. The link is there right at the top, right above the video portion of the radio show. You can look at some of the documents that's already been s- submitted, and there's more to come because there's stuff that keeps coming in. And uh, But that will at least give you a sense, and then we showed you the mailings. I didn't add those yesterday because, well, I to, to be honest, I forgot. Okay, it's my fault. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, we showed you those on the, on the video. So you can see those. They're not like super – I mean, they're important. Don't get me wrong, but they're not like some of the things that are in the other links. So with that said, today is health, <laughs> health and wellness. And uh, Kate's going to talk about – Metabolic health, right? And so what are, what are we talking about with that? Well, at the moment, everyone's being bombarded that you don't have an immune system and you need to go and get these one injection, two injections. Now it's a booster. Now they're saying it's, it's every three months. And you're being constantly tricked and you're being fed misinformation all the time. And you're also being told... Um, We're not being told, but you're being bombarded with foods that are not foods. They're not from our Lord and Creator that actually are going to make you sick. And you're also being told misinformation. Now, let me tell you what I see. And I've seen it all the way along. And remember, for anyone out there who wants to say anything about me, I've talked the talk and I've walked the walk. I am 10 years post-cancer diagnosis, and I did not do what I was told to do. I was a difficult patient and I took my road and I'm here 10 years on. It doesn't matter whether they cut my breast off. The point is the fact that they want to give you chemo and radio and all the rest of the people, then the cancer comes back in the brain, the bones. That should tell you. And the three studies that I read that my type of cancer was aggressive. And I was told this. 20% survival at two years, zero at five years was what I read in three studies. And I took my own route. And also remember, one of the biggest causes is stress. And I'm under a lot of pressure at the moment. So it's really important that I do everything I can to try and offset it. Well, you need to do the same. And what I was always told, and I see it all the time, is you've got to exercise. You've got to exercise to stay healthy. And I would see these people doing chemotherapy. And in between their chemo, they'd be running marathons, raising money for these dreadful charities who are not about saving you all Cancer Research UK, crook, and, you know, don your pink wig, eat sugar and cakes, wear pink things, and go and run a marathon. Well, let me tell you what I was taught. You watch your dog when it's sick, it rests, it sleeps. You watch your children when they're sick, they rest, they sleep. If you are expending all of your energy running 10K to raise money for these crooks, then you're not putting all your energy into healing when your body is trying to stimulate an immune response. So 
when we eat these foods, particularly we talked about it on the show, these oils, you know, safflower oil, peanut oil, canola oil, all these oils, they push oxygen away from the cell. Whereas your good oils like cold pressed black soil, they pull oxygen to the cell. Sugar in your natural foods, in the presence of oxygen, generate adenosine triphosphate energy. They generate energy within your cell and it's that energy you need for growth and repair and to stimulate an immune response. That's why you see an exponential increase in dis-ease, in cancer, in people who do these, these Ironman challenges, these big, long, um, you know, running these um, big races often, these big marathons. And what that does is it sets up oxidative stress in your body and it doesn't end once you take off your running shoes. It continues, which is why you can see these patients go into comas or start having seizures. Now, when I worked in the emergency room at the Queen's Medical Center in Nottingham, we would have the Robin Hood Marathon. And I was always tickled by uh, the paramedics there. You would get all these people, some of them who'd never even practiced, and they would go out on the day and they would run this marathon and the emergency room would be full and they would be vomiting all their knees would be up the creek. They needed fluids. They'll be really unwell. And I used to laugh at the paramedics. They used to say, this lot think they're fit. We've been around that whole course several times in our green job, dragging a trolley. We're fitter than them all. And these people would be so sick and they had to be sent out to other hospitals. So if you are doing all of this exercise, you are using up your body's stores. And unless you are replenishing your body, then you're going to get sick. And that's why I always say, if you already have cancer, to do fasting is like taking annual leave from your job without pay when you're already skinned, you already have nothing in your bank account. So what you have to do is you have to, if you're going to be doing anything that's going to tax your body, if you've got like a big cycle race or you're going out cycling with your friends, you need to be replenishing your body with lots of antioxidants. That's your vitamin C, non a school bait. And this is where I always talk about get a juicer, get pumping your body through uh, full of carrot and apple juice and replenish your body. And remember, you know, this extreme exercise, high metabolic rates, when your high metabolic rate is there, you're going to generate other destructive substances called lipid peroxidation products which are formed when fats are oxidized within tissues and organs of your body. So together, free radicals also called reactive oxygen and reactive nitrogen species and lipid peroxidation products, they do considerable damage to your body when your metabolism's elevated. We're not supposed to do this. We're supposed to, if anything, do a quick short burst, and then we're supposed to take it easy. Dr. Max Gerson which is the Gerson therapy that I followed for cancer, along with B17 Laetrile, along with high-dose vitamin C, along with mistletoe injections, along with prayer. Dr. Max Gerson forbid his patients to exercise. The most I did was a bit of housework, or quite a bit of housework, because I had four minions. So you're not supposed to do this. We're just not supposed to do this. So these doctors... And I'm just going to point out the obvious here because I know you all like to call me fattest. Uh, it was in the press this week. I have seen a lot of your frontline doctors, your general practitioners. I don't know what you call them in America. 
you go in and see them if you can get in to see them now. And they're sitting there in their chairs. And you're given a five minute slot and they're tapping on their computers quickly to get you out the door with a prescription. And they've got rolls of fat, rolls of fat sitting in their chair. And I saw one with psoriasis and come on, I'm not going to take any advice from you. You can't even sort out your own health. So when they're saying, don't forget to exercise, exercise does not mean beasting you when you're not in the right state to begin with. The first thing you should do is get your nutrition in order, flood your body and do gentle exercise. Now, I do want to talk about something here. Don't forget, when we talk about this oxidative stress, we're talking about inflammation. It's Latin. It's the precursor to all disease. And that inflammation, there's other causes of that as well. Aging, poor diet we've talked about, smoking, there's nothing good in a cigarette. And let me tell you, it's going to burn a big hole in your bank account as well. I think a box of cigarettes, a carton of cigarettes, is something like 12, 14 pounds. Well, if you're smoking a box every day, don't tell me you can't afford to eat healthy because you're burning your cash. And don't tell me you can't stop. As we think, so shall we say. And remember, what is our sword? It's what we say. I can't. I shan't. I won't. Don't say it. Don't speak those words over yourself. Illicit drugs. You're snorting coke or anything like that. That costs a lot of money. Pharmaceutical drugs. Remember the top three causes of death in the UK and America, heart disease, cancer, and pharmaceutical drugs. You know, think about all your drugs. If you think that taking a pill is going to be an offset for your daily trip, down to McDonald's and your cigarettes and your alcohol, you're seriously misguided. Take responsibility for your own health. Because thinking that that doctor and that pill is going to cure you, you're bone idle. Do it yourself. Get on with it. Because very soon, let me tell you, they've got a big surprise coming for you in the UK. They are collapsing the NHS and you ain't going to get no health care. So you need to be thinking about how are you going to avoid disease and how are you going to reverse disease? Vaccines, no vaccine proven safe, no vaccine proven effective, no two vaccines ever tested together for their efficacy. No vaccine has ever been proven effective. And do you know what? No virus has ever been proven to actually exist. Boy, have they got you with your head down a hole, your backside in the air like an ostrich. Whatever you've got, the internet, get researching, do your due diligence, everything we need to keep this fabulous vehicle in tip-top condition was provided for us by the creator. Amen. He didn't put us here to starve us. He put us here because he loves us more than we love ourselves. And he wants to enjoy this experience along with us watching us. Yeah, Kate, so, one of the things that we talk about, that I talk about with Bill, my friend from Health for All of Life, is we call this creation-based medicine. That So you're hitting right on that. Yeah. Pesticides, herbicides, fungicides. I have a farmer who, when I was doing his consultation, I had to stop. And I started to get really emotional. This guy's sick. He's wonderful. He's young. He's invited me to his farm, acres and acres of land. And he told me they spray more now than they've ever sprayed. I believe it was 15 times more than five years ago. They have a guy come out who works funded by the pharma companies, sorry, by the companies that make these pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, 
And in order to get the little red tractors so they can sell all their their um, goods that they've grown, it has to have a certain amount of this garbage on it. That's exactly what it is. Now they can't grow anything. Not even a weed grows, no insects. And now they're closing the pesticide, uh, sorry, the um, the uh, what do you call it? The the companies that make the fertilizer, they're closing the companies. And he said, by 2022, we're going to see in the UK a big drop in production. Do you see what they're doing, folks? So if you've got your back guard, garden and you're down the garden center buying your pagonias and your fuchsias, start growing food. That's what you're meant to do. Just grow it. You don't even need to know how to. It will grow. So pesticides. Fungicides, when you put antifungus on your plants, remember, all of your non-organic food is grown in potassium, nitrogen, and phosphorus. That's it. So it grows big and colorful, but it's not nutritionally dense, whereas organic stuff is grown in over 42 different things. But if you're putting fungicides on it, you know your body, the reason your body's healthy is the plants have their own fungicides in them. And guess what? You then eat that and you have it in you. So do you see what they're doing? They're killing you because they want you to eat the fake meat and the fake foods that they're going to produce. They want you squeezed into the cities, eating the foods that they produce, your Bill Gates and co. Toxic metals. Remember when you're full of toxic metals, even from the vaccines, you have the shrapnel sits in your gut, makes holes, unprocessed foods, get into your bloodstream, set up an immune response. And then if you don't have the correct acidity in your stomach, you're going to get an overgrowth of bacteria, an overgrowth of all the fungus, then you're not going to be able to extract your nutrients from your already rubbish foods. So when I see you driving around in your really nice cars and your big houses going your holidays with your designer shades on, your watches, and your shopping cart is full of garbage, You've got your priorities all wrong, all wrong. Do you know my grocery bill is nearly as big as my mortgage? It's my biggest priority. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a stingy rat bag with the electricity, <laughs> the heating. I, I, you know, knock around with several sweatshirts on. I always know I don't need a thermostat in my house. I look what the cats and dogs are doing. If they're curled up in a ball. I know it's cold. If they're stretched out, I know my house is warm. Um, but this is what you need to think about. Where are your priorities? Because if you are not eating the correct foods, you're not going to be around to enjoy your nice car, your designer goods. You know, I actually heard a girl say to me, she couldn't afford to eat healthy. And she goes to the nail salon every two weeks. Oh, that's that, a big deal. Check my nails. I mean, I look like the dog chews them. Um, but, you know, that's a lot of money. And then you're going to go and get your hair done. Um, and, 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 you know, that's my, my thing, but I wait till I've got big roots. But you have to get your priorities in order here. You should eat properly. So, look, that takes me on to natural treatments are suppressed. They are suppressed because, remember, cancer alone makes 600 billion. Prop, get your head around that. 600 billion plus profit in just oncology drugs alone. Yeah, that, so that, these, that's profit. Ooh, that's not what they profit. take in. That's the profit. Absolutely. The banks were printing pandemic bonds and vaccine bonds. They were printing them. You know, you're just a piece of meat. You're money to them. Have the last laugh. 
take responsibility and say, you know what? I'm not playing your game anymore. And the best way that you're going to survive what is coming is by looking after your health. All of these little sayings, um, you know, an army marches on its stomach. It's because you need to be in the top health. Remember, you don't want to be having fluoride in your water because it's going to harm your health, fluoride in your toothpaste. Then people go, oh, but the non-fluoride toothpaste is really expensive. Do you know what? Get yourself a jar of cold-pressed organic coconut oil. It's antibacterial, antifungal. Got that in my bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, you can brush your teeth in it. You can cook with it. Um, You can smear it on your skin. Even my dogs have a dollop of it. They wait. I brush my teeth. I take my eye makeup off with it. And then what I do at night, the dogs have a dollop. And I get my finger in the jar and I put it on the vinyl floor. And the dogs have a dollop of it. And they really like it. And my dogs are unvaxxed, really healthy. Uh, Even Fat Dave, who you've seen, um, constantly, uh, he likes coconut oil. So um, I want to go on to something here that's really important because I met a lovely lady at the train station and they're constantly told, you know, your cholesterol, your cholesterol, your cholesterol. Remember, even that, most of your cholesterol does not come from your diet, you know, your cholesterol levels. It comes from the state of your liver. Your liver is the site foreman. The liver is to cancer as the heart is to vascular disease. Your blood in your entire circulation goes to your liver every three minutes. But guess what? What an amazing creation we are. The Lord made something that is truly fantastic. We're created in his image. So don't ever call yourself ugly, folks. and, And actually, just to say, I'm digressing. My good friend, Catherine, will tell you, I do not speak ill of this. I never say, oh, I don't like this. I'm disgusting. Never, because that means I'm criticizing the Lord because I'm created in his image. So thank you, Lord. Um, So look, you know, your liver is the only organ that regenerates. How clever is that? Take the burden off your liver and it will regenerate. So look, your doctor's told you that it's a good thing to have a high level of high density lipoprotein. That's your HDL cholesterol on your lipid test. And the mantra everywhere is HDL is the good cholesterol. I've heard people saying this all the time. Several studies are now confirming earlier research that indicated that this conventional wisdom doesn't always hold true. Now, there's a surprise. Remember, science is always debatable unless you're Dr. Fauci. That gremlin states no. Remember, he's the man who sold us the lie that is AIDS. He's a gnome. He's not a gremlin. He's a gnome. So the most recent study, which involved 116,000 people, found that men with the highest levels of HDL cholesterol, 106% greater chance of dying early, while women with high levels had a 68% greater chance of dying early. As a result, it was recommended that men maintain an HDL level of 54 milligrams per DL, to 77 milligrams per DL and women 66, 69 to 97. The researchers also found that a very high level of HDL increased a person's susceptibility to infections. Why would this be? So it's pointed out that the HDL molecule acts both as an immune molecule and as an antioxidant molecule, not just as a transporter to cholesterol. Please get that. Listen to this again. 
The HDL molecule acts both as as an immune molecule and as an antioxidant molecule, not just as a supporter for cholesterol. In people with very high levels of inflammation, so when you're gobbling all your processed foods, you've got a fire going on inside of you. When you're doing all of these long distance running Ironman challenges, yourself but not replenishing and taking antioxidants, you've got a fire going on in you with high levels of inflammation, which is the precursor to all disease, including cancer. And hence, you've got high free radical generation. The portion of the HDL molecule that performs these beneficial functions is overwhelmed and can turn helpful HDL into a harmful molecule. The higher level of this inflammatory form of HDL, the more likely it is that a person will die from cardiovascular disease, stroke, or infection. So folks, all of this garbage, all of this garbage that you're being told that you need these injections uh, because you've not got an immune response, God's given you your immunity. It's out there. Go and eat it. If it looks like you've pulled it off a tree, out the ground, off a bush, or you've slaughtered it in front of you and it's organic, you should be filling your boots with it. You shouldn't be having fluoride, chlorine, bromine. If you don't need to be buying masses of supplements, you need to be eating healthy. And I just want to say this, which I also found really, really, really interesting, which is going to give all of you, and these incidentally, this is all evidence-based. So for all you little trolls out there that think I'm speaking just off the top of my head, this is all research-based. That's why I don't care. Jog on. You can tell I'm back to being normal. So look, um, <laughs> we're being told constantly about this viral spread and, you know, oh, we're all spreading this. We're dirty disease spreaders. Get your subjugation tool back on. And incidentally, remember, folks, this is satanic. This is an asymmetrical war. They're telling you that you've got to put this gag on. They're defiling your body. And this is a satanic ritual before you are slaughtered. And that is a fact. So um, what do we think of, of this where they're saying we're, we're passing the variant on? And you were talking about this, Tim, at the beginning of your show. I can't go around inciting violence, nor would I. And yet I'm seeing in media people are calling for my execution. They're calling me for, to be killed, to be yeah, silent. Can, can I speak on something, uh, speak about something yeah. on your behalf? They, they've come out for you. The Daily Mail and all these other rags out there have come after you and said, oh, she called for the hanging of the doctors and, and nurses. Think- no, you recited history to them to say, look, if you don't learn what you're doing here, if you don't correct what you're doing, if you don't take a stand and say and repent is what it is, like the guy did down here in South Carolina who contacted me and said, "Will you please pull the video? I'm getting so much death threats." And I said, "No, I'm not pulling it because you said the right thing, dude. Stand up and be a man." Um, you stood there and you pointed them that and you called them to repentance. You didn't call them to the noose. I've done that. Now, I've done that. I've called people to repentance, but I've also said there needs to be consequences because people have died. Millions of people have died from this shot. They've been injured from this shot. And if you think, look, you can be forgiven of your sin. There's no question about that. But God does not always spare us. from. Sometimes he does spare us from the consequences. I'm not going to say that. I mean, we look at King David. He was spared from the consequences because his sins, multiple sins, 
were there to uh, they should have been punished with a capital punishment. But God had mercy on David because David was repentant. Okay, not because he was the king, but because he was repentant. But David still suffered consequences. The the Bible says that he lost the child that he made with Bathsheba. His the sword would never leave his house. One of his sons raped his daughters. One of his sons wanted to kill him and try to take over his kingdom and was summarily killed by one of his, his own soldiers and all of these kinds of things. And so this is a really big deal. Um, by the way, uh, yeah, okay, Suzanne is saying that uh, supplements and things like that, guys, if you're looking for that, look in the archive this morning or any of the shows that we've done with Kate on, on, on uh, Saturdays, and you'll see I have all her stuff right there at the top. We've got a couple of things that aren't her stuff, like DMSO and colloidal silver and uh, uh, chlorine dioxide. Yeah, we have that down at the bottom. And then I've, I've also added the stuff if you're dealing with 5G or EMF or RNF. That's at the bottom. But all those links at the top are hers. If you want to su- support her and you're looking for those kind of supplements and stuff, and Kate's not going to tell you, but I'll, I'll tell you that we do that because Kate comes on and gives of her time every week. She doesn't charge us for that. She wants to help people. And so if you're looking for that kind of stuff, that will be in the archives later this morning. You can click on that, and you can make those purchases from there. And it helps Kate because Kate doesn't have any other place where she's getting money, contrary to popular opinion that she's got 70,000 pounds sitting in her bank account because people gave to crowd justice. They gave for that for a legal defense, and she has no control over that. So I just want people to understand that. Go ahead, Kate. Yeah, so look, uh, just to say, just before I carry on here, I've got a lot of nurses and doctors come to me now because of what's happening. And, um, you know, this is all, it's all kind of coming out. Uh, Regarding being healthy, there are just, look, basic things here. Get out in the midday sun when your shadow is short. As much of your skin exposed as possible. No one cares what you look like. You look fabulous. You're creating God's image. When you get older, your skin goes a bit saggy. You might have your wounds of having your babies. Stretch marks. So what? Wear them with pride. Um, you might have varicose veins, you might have thread veins, nobody cares. Just get out there and get as much sun as you want. You know, this vessel is fantastic. If you've grown a baby in it, amazing. Okay, can I can I say something about that as a man? Those stretch marks on my wife, and they're few, but they're they're on there. Those are little pearls to show that God has blessed us. As Psalm 127 and 128 say, that our children are a heritage. They are a blessing to us. And, you know, when a woman has that, it showed, you know, I, I tell my, I, I told my oldest daughter when our last son was born, she was there. She was the one who actually delivered him. The midwife let her actually catch him when he came out. And she was sitting there and I went and I grabbed out of the closet this big, thick thing that her mom had made. It was, uh, it was a, a total, uh, because she was our first child, and she did it with other kids, but then she got so busy she couldn't do it with the others. But she had it with that, and she went from the time she got pregnant through delivery and some things into where you know Tori was was growing as a as a young baby. And I, I wanted I showed her I said this is what your mom endured for you. This is how her body she she endured all of the the changes the strains, the pains of the body changes of carrying you. And then she went through 36 hours of labor, no medication because she didn't want to, she didn't want to put that stuff in her body, did that. And my daughter just wept. She just wept because she realized mom had been doing even more for her than she realized in her life. And she just wept and she went over and hugged her mom while you know she's in labor. And she said, thank you. 
and then she delivered that baby. And so I want people, I want women to understand that any man realizes that those things are like these little pearls that recognize that you went through all of this to bear him a son or a daughter. And uh, and it is a blessing from God. So I, I just wanted I wanted to throw that out there from the man's point of view. No, that's not getting in touch with my feminine self. It's recognizing what God has done. Yeah, and listen, folks, if you're pregnant, I'm 56. I've just turned 56. I had my first child at 33. I had my twins when I was 35, and I had them at 35 weeks, and I had a cesarean for that. And then I had my last daughter when I was 37. I don't have a single stretch mark. I read a study that if you ate loads of oranges and drank lots of water and applied cream every day, I lathered coconut oil. I didn't get any stretch marks. But remember, when you're younger, you have a lot more collagen and elastin in your skin. Yes. The tearing of the collagen and elastin that causes the striae. But let me tell you, I have other um, absolute uh, battle scars from having my children. In fact, my bank statement this morning can 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 you know can provide evidence of that when I had to give my son 150 quid today because he's ran out of money, um, my student son. So you see, there's my stretch mark right there as my bank account straight. Um, but you know what? Get out in the midday sun. That's the first thing. Drink clean water. Rest. Turn your TV off. Turn your Wi-Fi off. If you have any inflammation, take 3,000 milligrams a day nano curcumin turmeric take it in between meals because it will inhibit it will stop your um, iron being absorbed you can do that take vitamin d3 with a k2 in the winter take vitamin c non-ascorbate if you are sick a thousand milligrams every hour up to bowel tolerance what's bowel tolerance it means up to diarrhea listen i'm not i'm a nurse here I took a load of camu camu powder, a big massive tablespoon, and loads more went in in my carrot juice one day. Far too much, but it's full of vitamin C. I drove to the forest with my friend. And let me tell you, my friend Catherine can testify that my entire carrot juice left my body within 20 minutes of me <laughs> drinking that with my friend on the forest and how we laughed. Um, but, you know, I'm just telling you because we're all human. So that's your bowel tolerance. So you take your vitamin C and take garlic. The first sign of getting sick, get a whole bulb of garlic. If you've got a juicer, a bulb of garlic, two lemons, an inch of ginger, an inch of turmeric, a, um, a whole handful of oregano or Kate, 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 hold, hold that because you've talked talk to this about uh, before. We got to close out the show. Hang on and we'll let Kate yeah, give that I little recipe. about this viral thing. I yeah. want everyone to know. We'll, we'll, we'll get that recipe and we'll put it on again uh, of what she's talking about right here. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. two hours today on Saturday and then Lord willing we'll see you at 6 a.m. on Monday. Have a great weekend. Lord's Day, get with the people of God and the Word of God so you can obey it. <laughs> Run out of music there. All right, guys, welcome to everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And Kate, do you want to give that little recipe of your little uh, shot that's going to make your mouth just go blah, blah? Yeah, uh, but I, I can't. Well, it's one bulb of garlic, two lemons, an inch of turmeric, an inch of ginger, and a handful of um, oregano. Now, if you don't have that, don't worry about it. Just put the garlic, the lemons, the turmeric, the ginger. Juice it and knock it back. You can do that once a week. If you really don't want to do that, get a whole bulb of garlic. Get a slice of your favorite toast, you know, um, 
spell or rye. Don't eat your garbage bread. Um, get the gar- the garlic, slice it all up raw. You can spread a bit of butter, good organic butter, grass fed on your bread or even flax soil. Put the the garlic on it, sliced up and just eat it. I mean, I really like it. Now, what Catherine and I do, this is my my uh, bestie dog walking buddy. Who I this is Alistair's Alistair. mom. Alistair's mom yeah. for you guys who don't know. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of turning into the golden girls. You know, she's seen me have diarrhea on the forest. She passes gas in front of me. I mean, what, what's going on? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like we look at each other. I'm like, really? Anyway, I, I, listen, her dog ate a whole bottle of chlorine dioxide the other day. The Amazon guy oh, no. threw it over her gate and the dog ate it. Anyway, the dog's still alive. It's not killed the dog. It's probably not even got worms or fleas or anything anymore. That dog's probably glowing. Uh, but it was, it was funny. We did have a laugh about it. But, you know, um, we make, I get a, a jar, a glass jar, you know, like what you would put, you know, a jelly, a jelly jar jam, we call it in the UK. And I put two bulbs of garlic in it. And I do this every two to three days. I can testify. In fact, everyone who knows me testifies. I always smell of garlic, garlic and onions. Possibly why, you know, I'm not married. Um, (laughs) uh, And I put cold pressed black soil in it, which is what you should all be having every day. Two spoonfuls if you're healthy. And then I put my apple cider vinegar in it, which you should all be having every day. And sometimes I put a little bit of tahini. Sometimes I put dill. And both of us do this. And I have two big spoonfuls of this mixture on everything I eat. And it's delicious. And it keeps you really healthy and you're getting everything you need. Catherine and I, we often eat together. Um, so we we eat this all the time. We eat a little bit of sauerkraut with our food. You know, you know, one of our favorite meals, we are really, it is kind of a bit piggy, really. I I like soup and I put everything in my soup. Today I'm making a green soup, uh, which is vegetables, potatoes, leeks, uh, and it'll have rosemary and thyme in it. And and then what I do is I always make a big salad. So I have a big raw salad and I always have sauerkraut on the side and I always have this mixture. And Katrina and I often eat together and I kind of can't be bothered to put it in all different things. And now even she's doing it. Even my hairdresser that comes to my home, even she does it. So I get my bowl with my soup in. Then I put my salad in with my soup piled. Then I put the sauerkraut on the top. Then I put the dressing on the top of it. And then I just tank in. It's delicious. Who said we've got to have it in all separate bowls? I mean, it all goes down the same hatch and it all ends up in the same bag churned up. And everyone who sees me do it always goes, oh, gross. Then they do it and now they eat the same. So it is really nice. But you're getting, you know, you get a lot of nutrients when you have things raw and your juices raw. And then you, it's, it's easier and softer on the, the, the stomach to digest when you, you have soup and it's more pleasant and it's kind of warming in these winter months. And the reason we, we eat sauerkraut is, um, you know, your beans, your pulses, your lentils, you must soak them for 12 hours. Then you drain the water and sprout them for 12 hours before you cook them. Because if you don't, they have a phytate on them. And by doing what I've just said, it neutralizes that. Otherwise, all of your iron, magnesium, zinc, and calcium is going to bind to that phytate and be carried straight out your body. And how many of us know 
these vegans, <laughs> tree huggers, as people call them, the rude. I'm a tree hugger then. But how many of us know them? And they look really pale, sickly, because they're using canned or cartoned lentils, beans, pulses that they haven't done this. Now, the little caveat about that is as soon as you do that and you soak and sprout them, you also liberate the glyphosate. And a lot of these pulses, uh, beans and lentils come from India, where their water table is completely saturated with glyphosate. So why do we have the sauerkraut? Because that takes care of that. Sauerkraut juice will do it. I kind of like sauerkraut. So these are all little little nuggets that you can do. And um, you know what? You know all this latest thing about the COVID pass? You can't eat out in a restaurant unless you've got a COVID pass. Most of the restaurants out there, you can keep your food. I don't want to eat in them. Um, I don't want to do any of that. I'd rather eat my own food, thanks. And I love it then when people go and camp outside the restaurants and have a picnic with their own food. But I really wanted to say this coming up for air for all of the people, you morons, that are saying those vaccinated people are being infected with the variants by the unvaxxed. Where is your evidence? There isn't any. They don't have any. You're just spouting. And, you know, this is very dangerous talk. It was in this century, you know, in this last hundred years, there was, there was all this hatred against different people in society. We had, okay, the Jewish, we had the gypsies, we had the homosexuals, we had the Christians, we've had the Muslims, we've had the Jehovah's Witnesses. Even go to Rwanda, the, the Hutus and the Tutsis, It was just decided who was who based on how many livestock they had or how wide their brow was and their noses. And then hatred starts and people who are ignorant, they began attacking them. Before you know, it was verbal attacks. Then it was physical attacks. And then they were killed in the streets in full view. So when you start getting onto allowing it into the newspapers, allowing it onto TV, this is very, very dangerous, dangerous, dangerous times. And how any of these moronic people who I see on mainstream media, even on the TV, these TV presenters spouting this hatred, shame on you. You will stand trial for crimes against humanity. And that is one of them. That is one of them, exactly what you're doing. So let's just use some evidence here. So these variants, variants, these variants that are so close. Let's call them what they are. They're scariants. They're not variants. They're yeah. scariants. They're to, they're to scare yeah, people into getting more shots. They are among the vaccinated. And these aren't vaccines. Not the unvaccinated. Most hospital admissions with the Delta variant infection have been fully vaccinated. In Israel, for example, 92% of hospitalized infected patients in the 70 to 79 age group were fully vaccinated. The Delta variant, unlike the original SARS-CoV-2 virus, mainly occupies the nasopharynx, not the deep lungs. This explains why it is less serious. Studies from India show that gargling and spraying the nose with a 1% solution of betadine twice a day kills most of these viruses and cuts the death rate 
to as low as 0.66%. It also drastically cuts the rate of hospitalization. Vaccinated people should be told to do this to prevent further spread. This simple procedure will also pr- protect anyone fearful of being infected. So stop with your garbage sitting on the TV, you overweight presenters that are literally spouting hateful, hateful, um, insightful comments. And this will all turn. But more to the point, you know, in the UK, if you've had two injections, but you've not had your booster, your clusters unvaccinated. All of these things are misinformation and lies. What you need to be doing is eating healthy, nutritionally dense foods, drinking clean water, getting out in front of the sun. Remember, when the sun shines on our skin, it it converts your cholesterol to vitamin D3. Every single cell in your body has a vitamin D receptor on it. It's actually a hormone. And you need that sunshine to make the fluid in your mitochondria, your little powerhouse in your cell, to act as nutrition for your immune cells. And we know, as you've stated earlier in this cell, that this injection stops your immune cells from working, Tim. And let me tell you, aluminium that's in your flu vaccine and in all of your vaccines actually pushes down the body's first immune response or your fighter cells and pushes up your second immune response, which is your cytokine response. And that puts you at risk of cytokine storm. You know, I'm going to finish up with this. The translation of pharmacia is witchcraft and sorcery. It's exactly what it is in the Greek translation of the Bible. Yep. We are watching unfold before us, unfold before us, the truth being revealed like it never was. We have been told that we have poor immune systems, no immunity, and that we can catch a virus. With everything I have read, I now believe you cannot catch a virus at all. They are part of our immune system. No virus has ever been proven, ever been proven to exist. And we've been told that all these childhood diseases were cured with vaccines. That's another lie. It is. It's another lie. And when they tell you measles, the symptoms we refer to measles was eradicated between 1900 and 1961 by 98%, some countries 99.3%. The vaccine didn't come come until 63. On that trajectory, one could hypothesize that it would be 100%. Every other one of these viruses they tell you could catch is exactly the same so we've been told we need that poison injecting into us now remember the creator gave us our innate immune system so if we breathe it in or we eat it we have so many different different immune responses to protect us why do you think when you eat something that isn't right you get explosive diarrhea at one end and you get projectile vomit out the other it's our, it's our immune system saying, I ain't having any of that garbage That's right. in here. That's right. Exactly what it is. That's why when your child eats something, they vomit. And you watch a kid, wow, they can vomit at 10 meters. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it, 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 it's exactly there for a reason. That's why they want to inject it in. They want to miss out the Lord's creation of our That's immune right. system. 
And this is all coming out. It's all coming out. That's why they're so scared. Do you know why they want to silence people? They want to silence people that speak the truth. It's not because they're lying. If they were lying, they would just leave it. Let them all see the fool. They want to silence you because they're afraid of what you're saying. Yep. They're afraid of what you're saying. So these people are such a small, small, small amount of people. And the devil, he's in their ear and he speaks. He speaks to them. I don't even believe in mental health. I don't mean I'm not saying to you people that have got mental health issues. It's terrible. I've seen people with depression. I saw my ex-husband with terrible depression and then he got sectioned. Um, I've seen anxiety in my own son. I've seen so many things. But I can tell you a lot of this is diet. When you correct all of that, everything improves and a lot of it is you've got to t- turn off all of the devil's tools. Yep. Because when demons come, they whisper in your ear and they work for the devil. And you let them in when you are at your, your lowest point. That's when they come. And when you read scripture, I can tell you, I can testify that we overcome Satan with our personal testimony that the word of God tells us what the blood of Jesus does. Amen. Amen. That's exactly right. Pick up your Bible and start reciting, start reciting, start reciting. Someone pointed out to me, Psalm 1, and I keep repeating it every day, every day. Fill your mind, fill your body, and you can't go far wrong. And be Amen. among those who are of like-minded, like-minded, and you'll go a long way to being healthy and wonderful. So, ending on that, um, just to say, I just want you to see someone here because he's constantly. Uh oh! Don't say his name. <laughs> well, this is Floyd. Black cats lives matter. Yeah. This. Cat but don't say his Indian kid. name. No, I won't. This cat was given to me. Um, by a wonderful Indian, uh, sorry, a Pakistani man who's an artist. And he asked me to have him because they couldn't, you know, keep him. And this cat sleeps with me and he gets my lip or my nostril (laughs) between his fangs and his teeth. And he just sleeps like that with his paws on my face. I can't, no, the cat's got to get out of the bed. He's not in the bed I know, but I've got to tell you this, you know what? Everything that has been created or is going to be created, everything was created by the Lord. And um, the Lord of Lords, the Kings of Kings, Jesus Jesus Christ, our Savior. It's fantastic. Look, the people in the the chat want to know where Fat Dave is. Is he laying around there lazily? Fat Dave. (laughs) Fat Dave is headed off out the cat flap. He gets stuck in the cat flap. I'm trying to kind of slim him down a bit. I, I literally hear him go, oof, oof, as he goes out. He, um, he, he's out, but I have, he has a sister called Fat Lulu. And she has the shortest legs and she's on the sofa. But, the, you know, Nelly the dog is over there and Mr. Bo, Mr. Man, as we call him, they're waiting to go out. But Fat Dave's iconic. You know, every single interview I've done, Fat Dave's on it. He's on it. You've seen him wafting in front of the screen. Yep. yep. He's there, and um, he's really funny. I actually, um, I'm going to tell you something about Fat Dave. Don't have any sympathy for him. (laughs) 
He has a terrible, terrible trick that he he urinates up things. He particularly likes electrical items. He blew up two blenders. He blew the entire electrics in my house when he peed. And it rolled down. You can't make this stuff up, people. You just can't make it up. Anyone who comes into my house, I have to say, don't leave your bag down. Fat Dave will urinate on it. He doesn't like anything that doesn't smell of my house. He even urinated up the paramedics bag when they were here for my my son once. And um, one time I was juicing and not giving him any any of my attention. And I just felt something wet on my face. And I turned around and there was his, his cloaca and he was urinating straight up. Oh, my goodness. I've threatened that cat so many times. I've threatened him with being a pair of slippers. But anyway, he's <laughs> iconic. Everybody likes him. Even the people that have bought my home asked if I was leaving the cat. You know? <laughs> They just didn't want. They did not want his pee. That's that was the thing. Kate, I want to. I want to add one thing. You've made your last comment there, but I want to add one thing. I want to. I want to see kind of what you think too. It's not that any of this stuff is new. Uh, There's nothing new under the sun. Um, You know, people in in Christ's day and in the Old Testament and in the New Testament period and stuff. You know, they knew about eating and stuff, and and God had instructed certain things. Now, look in the New Testament. <clears throat> he talks to Peter, and he's obviously instructing him about Gentiles, that they're not unclean anymore to go to them. But he uses something that would have, like, you know, for the Jewish mind at that time, they would have said, wait a minute, uh, you want me to eat unclean animals? Wait a minute, that hadn't happened since the beginning. And he says, don't call unclean what I've called clean. And so, I, you know, you and I have had conversations. I told you about my wonderful, very spicy liver mush and eggs concoction that's kind of like a hash for some of you people who don't know what that is and you go oh don't tell me about that you know all this but you know the bible does give us permission in that in the new testament it doesn't condemn us for that but there's also a thing of moderation just like everything else and if you're if you're constantly feeding on those things that are bad for you then that's that's a bad thing but one thing I notice in the scripture is it almost seems like there's a de- when I start to think about these things, it seems like there's a detoxification process in fasting. Now, let me read a couple of passages here. This comes from uh, Mark chapter two, and our family just finished up Mark. We're reading uh, Luke. We're reading in the Gospel of Luke now, I'm going through the New Testament because we're big on the Old Testament because this is what Paul called scripture. He referred to the Old Testament as Scripture. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable. All that, which you know, the modern American pastors have basically chucked. They've said, no, Old Testament is for Israel. It's for blah, 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 blah. All that nonsense, which are lies, and it destroys us for our lack of knowledge. Here's what Mark chapter 2 says. And the disciples of John and of the Pharisees used to fast. And they come and say to him, why do the disciples of John and of the Pharisees fast, but the disciples fast not? He's talking about the disciples of Christ. And Jesus said unto them, can the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? No, it's a celebration. It's a time to feed. And he talks about feeding on his flesh and on his blood. He's not talking about cannibalism. He's talking about feeding on the person of Christ, what he's teaching them, what he's giving to them. And the, the New Testament church was, you know, wrongly accused of cannibalism. That's not That's not what it is. Roman Catholicism teaches that kind of stuff, though, by the way. It's transubstantiation where the bread and wine actually become flesh and blood. No, we don't believe that at all. That's why we reject the teachings of Rome in that, because they're not biblical. They're just not. 
In fact, they're against, they're anti-biblical because the Bible tells us not to be engaged in that. So he says, can they do that while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and they shall, and they shall, then shall they fast in those days. No man also soweth a piece of new cloth on an old garment, else the new piece that filled it up taketh away from the old, and the rent is made worse. And no man putteth new wine into old bottles, uh, which they use wineskins for, they use the skins of animals to do. Uh, else the new wine doth burst the bottles. Why? Because of the fermentation that's going on. It bursts. I know that because I've had corks popped off a of wine that I've made, okay? Mm-hmm. And the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be marred, but new wine must be put into new bottles. Now let's go over here to Matthew chapter 4. This is before Jesus in, in you know is being led of the Holy Spirit, by the way, into temptation, okay? And Diana and I were having a little back and forth in that uh, on DLive. But then was Jesus led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, I mean, that's a long time, guys. Doing a week is kind of difficult. Can you imagine 40 days and 40 nights? Of course, he didn't have convenience stores and all the little junk that, that you know tempts us to eat it and all this other. He was afterward and hungered. I'm sure. <laughs> That's kind of maybe an understatement. He was hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But Jesus remembered what? Did he go, Satan, you dummy, you don't know what you're talking No, he didn't do that. He says, It is written. He pointed him back to the Old Testament. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now, Kate, one of the things that I found amazing in this is I only know maybe two people who have done 40-day fasts. And they told me, they said, it is super, it is really supernatural. And they weren't bragging. They were saying, when we get to about day 20, it's it's about to kill us. I had one guy tell me, and I'm not a nurse, so I don't get into the dark humor and stuff, okay? But I had one guy tell me, he says, I was at like day 19 or 20, and I just sensed that I needed to wait on the Lord in that, and he was in the fast, and he said I had a major bowel movement. Now, again, I'm not a a nurse to bring up stuff like that. I don't like talking about stuff like that. I'm just like everybody else. I don't like talking. How many people have that happen 20 days into a fast? You haven't put anything into your body, but your body is ridding itself. It seems like it's ridding itself of toxins which seem to open up yourself for what God has said. Jeremiah said, I desire your word more than my necessary food. And yet God is able to sustain such people in the midst of a fast that most of us would be thinking. I can't even think about that. I can't go a day without food, much less 40 days or 20 days or whatever the case may be. And I think there's really something to that in detoxifying the body. We, we talk about that every week. And the more I listen to you, the more I start thinking about those things and how um, pertinent it is not only to what Scripture teaches us, but to liberty in general, that we get a good view, not just the physical surroundings, but the spiritual aspect of these. What do you think about that? I'm, I'm just tossing it out to you. Well, well fasting, I fast all the time i i will go all day and have nothing and then just have my meal um if i eat a lot one day i do it please don't if you've got cancer this is like i've said it's not a good thing to do it i know that some doctors have said it 
but you're already deficient and you're already weak and tired. That's why most people that have got cancer on the first symptoms is they, they feel fatigued. Um, but I think, um, I think fasting is great and, and it does, it, well, actually, if you think about it, look at all the garbage that people eat. So just fasting alone gives your body time to detox. Um, and you start, the other thing as well is, this is interesting. Remember that I've said, all of your um, blood goes to your liver every three minutes and your liver will is to manage the toxins that are coming into your body. Now, if, you're, if your methylation pathways in your liver are blocked or you can't process it, what your body does is it packages the toxins in fat and ships them back out. When you begin to lose weight, you become toxic because you start mobilizing, you start breaking that fat down and then you start you start having those toxins then in your blood supply. So that would make sense as to why he has a major bowel movement. You get rid of your toxins um, in the bile. It's in the bile and through the liver. And then how's it passed out? Through your colon. Into your colon. You know, you're, you're descending, your ascending transverse descending right, colon. Right. And you urinate toxins out. You breathe them out. You sweat them out. So that makes perfect sense. Look, you know, when you have a baby, you'll remember this because you've had 10. Um, my, wa- my wife has had 10, not me. Yeah, but you, you've had <laughs> what I'm going to tell you. So when you first have your baby, that baby's been inside the womb. It's been, it's been fed, if you like, through the umbilical cord into its umbilicus. It gets everything through that. And, you know, it's in the amniotic fluid. And it's swallowing the amniotic fluid and it's peeing it out and swallowing it. How incredible is that? Your baby is born. And what does it do in in a couple of days? It has a muconium bowel movement, has this black sticky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that very well. Yeah. And, you know, that's an indication of when during delivery, um, if you see that, you know that the baby's had a drop in oxygen because then the sphincter's open and it will pass the meconium. Uh, while it's being delivered. And that's a sign that things aren't going well. Well, and this is, is this not one of the reasons that they want the baby to come out so that it doesn't swallow that if it happens to have it, if they let it go, to, if they let the child go too well, long? Well, it, it's a sign. It's actually a sign that the baby's not getting enough oxygen to the brain when you start to see the meconium during the birth. Um, that's what it is. Um, you know, maybe the cord's depressed or or you've got problems with the placenta. But you know, this is why oh, I scratch my head back to my midwifery part of my train. That was a long time ago. And having my babies a long time ago, um, just to say, you know, don't ever be put off babies, having babies. It's the most amazing. It's the, it's the one thing I've done in my life that is Amen. incredible. That's right. And, and I can honestly tell you, I had my last daughter upstairs on my picnic mat. Um, I was holding her head when the midwives arrived. Her head was crowning and, and my husband had gone back to sleep. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> God, I got back into bed with my son. I was on my own. But um, you don't remember the pain and it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. I'd like a few more. Um, so don't be put off. It's fantastic. What isn't fantastic is they've made it into a medical condition, being pregnant and, and having babies. Yep. It's not. It's why we're all here. It's all we're all here. Pro, go forward and That's procreate. Right. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I think fasting is good anyway because it rests your gut. And you shouldn't really be. I mean, listen to me. I tend to eat when I'm hungry. But you shouldn't really be eating after 8 p.m. at night either. Because when you go to bed, 
all of your regeneration happens after you're asleep. That's right. 11, 12 o'clock. So if you've got a gut full of food, your Chinese takeaway you've just had, or your Indian takeaway, or your big kebab, or your big pizza, um, when you should be regenerating, your gut is trying to digest it. And just to, you know, put a little bit of uh, weight behind that, in trauma, when your body uh, is in trauma, the first thing you'll do, or when you're scared, what does your body do? You get diarrhea or you throw because all of your blood needs to go to your brain, your liver, your lungs, your fright and flight, um, because it needs to get all your oxygen to all those vital places. So it doesn't want to be digesting food, gets rid of that quickly. Well, that's the same when you go to bed on a full stomach. And that's why, you know, I'm sure we've all done it. I have. When you eat a huge meal and you go to sleep, you don't sleep so well and you feel really horrible in the morning. Yep. You feel really kind of heavy and bagged up. And that's why, you know, when people going out for dinner at eight o'clock at night and eating, you know, a three, four course meal and swallowing loads of wine and they, you know, they don't look so good and they don't feel good. So really, you know, if you're going to go out for dinner, get an earlier booking, go have your dinner at five, six o'clock and um, give your gut a rest. And you don't, and all of this about, oh, I need a snack before I go to sleep. No, you don't. You really don't. You need, you need some chamomile tea or peppermint tea and a prayer. That's what you need before you go to sleep. Okay. All right. I appreciate the input there. And I do think fasting is a part of that. And, uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I've, I've just, just had some fasting, friends. Tim, yep. Fasting from your dinner, fasting from 8 p.m. to breakfast in the morning is a 12 hour fast. Sure. Well, the, Kate, they, they talk a, about, uh, they, yeah, they it talk about in the morning and then eat your dinner at night. You're yep. virtually doing a 24 hour fast. It's good for you. Yeah. They talk, about inter, they talk about intermittent fasting. And and those kind of things. I was going to throw something else in here, and we'll try to close out the show here. You know, Rush Limbaugh, you know, for whatever you think of him, um, I, I think there was some good things that he did. I think there was some really controlled opposition stuff that he did, a lot of controlled opposition, in fact, especially after he got his contract. Uh, but the fact of the matter is I remember one time him talking about, you know, I stayed away from treadmills. I stayed away from the exercise stuff because I learned the small portion stuff. I think you you understand some of that. And you're talking about my, my wife was the one who brought to, to my attention the intermittent fasting, which is something I sort of do automatically because I just I don't eat a bunch. I have like maybe two meals a day, something around lunchtime. And then because I can't eat in the morning, it just almost makes me sick. And then in the evening when she makes the meal. And so <clears throat> I think there's something to that, uh, that we're doing it on a constant basis maybe. Of course, i got to confess, uh, I mean, just to be honest with everybody, yeah, I have a snack here and there. <laughs> Some of it is probably, I don't know, really bad. Louisiana hot sauce, is that a good thing? I, I don't know. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the spicy stuff. But those I, kinds of things. I ate for my kids' advent calendar <laughs> chocolate for breakfast. <laughs> well, here's the thing. <clears throat> we, want, we, we do want people to be healthy because there's a battle coming. It's we're already in the midst of it, but it's going to get a lot worse, and it's going to require the use of our wits, the use of our bodies, and um, it, it, we just we need to be in that in that mind frame of looking after our bodies as well as you know the things going on around us. And there's plenty of people looking at the politics. There's plenty of people looking at all kinds of stuff, but they're not being prepared 
for what's coming. And it's going to, it's, it's, look, I really do believe this, folks, listen to me very carefully. I believe that this is a battle of the wits. It is the battle of the wills. And the one who has the most will, will prevail. Okay. Now, Amen. It, it, let me, let me, let me just bring that over into a, a passage that's familiar to people. Uh, doesn't matter to me at this point what you actually believe about this passage. I'm not going to make an issue out of it, although it is a big issue. It really is. But this comes from Revelation 13. I know a lot of people quote it, you know, oh, this is the mark of the beast and, blah, and all this stuff. And, you know, I've been through that. I've already given you the show on that. Okay. Moving my mic here a little bit so you see it a little bit. I try to keep that thing out of the way. But one of the things that you read in Revelation 13, and again, remember, I've told you, you can interpret it properly. And I think if you interpret it properly, you'll see what went on in the first century. But I want you to pay attention to what goes on. This is Revelation 13. I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I'm going to draw an application from it, and saw a beast rising out of the sea. Now, look, I put out the thing. I kind of mingled it with Michael Snyder's thing about this new statue that the UN has put out on this beast that kind of looks like this thing, okay? But he says he, it doesn't have the seven heads and ten horns, and upon its horns ten crowns, and upon its heads the name of last week. So the thing UN is putting out is similar, but it's not the same thing, okay? Just so people understand, it's not the same thing. And the beast which I saw unto uh, was like a leopard, and his feet were like as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power. That's Satan, because we read about him in Revelation 12. That's the context of what's going on. And his seed and great authority. And yes, Mr. Woodsworth, I already know where you're going. I, I do believe that Rome is a beast, th- this beast that's being talked about. And I do believe the Vatican... Later on in history, as our our, uh, Reformed fathers spoke about, I I do believe it is Antichrist. It is not just against him. It's putting themselves in the place. I mean, how do you get vicarious Christi for your pope? That is in the place of Christ. It is Antichrist. It can mean opposed or in the place of, just so people understand what that term means. But Revelation doesn't use that term. John uses that term uh, in his his, uh, epistles, 1 and 2 John. So he says this, The dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority, and I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. Now, guys, again, if you go back in history, you can see that happening in Rome, first century. You can see it taking place. And all the world wonder after the beast, and they worship the dragon which gave power to the beast, and they worship the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, and who is able to make war with him? Well, the Son of Man is able to make war with him. That's for, that's the person, the Lord Jesus Christ. And there was given to him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given to him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and then to dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given unto him over all kindreds and tongues and nations, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. And then he goes on and he says in verse 10, <clears throat> He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword shall be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Now here's the, here's the issue that I want to point out. He's able to overcome them, or he's able to 
uh, go into what was the what was the term here? It was given to him to make war against them and to overcome them. Now, why is that? Well, that's because God has given it given him that power to do that. But here's the point that I want to make. Here, here's the point I want to make. The people are called to be what? They're called to be faithful, right? They're called to be faithful in that. And so here's the thing. The message of the Christians should not be doom and gloom. It should be the message of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Our God is able to deliver us from your hand. But even if he doesn't, even if he decides, hey, I'm going to use your death to glorify me. You know, the Bible speaks about that too, folks. It does. It says, precious in the sight are the death of his saints. Now, I'm not looking for martyrdom. I don't think Kate is either. And I know Bradley isn't looking for that. We're looking to be David in the face of Goliath. We're looking to be uh, Samson in the face of the Philistines. That's what we're looking. We want God to not, to, not for us to be glorified in it, but God to be glorified in the midst of everything that's going on so that people don't look and say, oh, remember what a great guy that Tim was or that Kate was or, or Bradley was or any of that. That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for God to show himself strong so that people's eyes might be opened and they might see the true and the living God, the one who sent his son to die on their behalf for their sins and who has who has made a way whereby he can be holy and just to reconcile himself back into himself so that he might be glorified, because God's not an adopter. He's not looking to uplift us. Oh, you you precious little humans, I, I worship you and glorify you. And honor. No, he doesn't share his glory with another. Sorry, it doesn't happen like that, folks. I know a lot of modern preachers are teaching you that. But this is what's going on. And I, I, I really do think it's a battle of the wills. The thing is to drive our will down. It is to make us subservient to the beast system that's that's reared its ugly head again in history, as John Bunyan said in his great novel, uh, Pilgrim's Progress, second best-selling book in the world behind the Bible, by the way, folks. That's what it is. And so to do that, I remember this past, this thing. Now, look, I've read the real story of William Wallace. It's not Braveheart. Okay, I'm just going to tell you, it's Braveheart is romanticized. Okay? It should drive you to read a real biography of, of William Wallace. And you'll get some stuff here in that. It's not going to make it. Some of it you're going to go, really? William Wallace did that? Yeah, because he's a man. This is why I like the Bible. The Bible tells us the truth about even godly men. It tells them of their weaknesses and their frailties and their sins. It doesn't hinder from that because it's the Word of God. He's just calling it for what it is. But read some of that. Um, one, of the pa- one of the passages out of that film, though, that kind of got me was, you remember where his mistress, and she was a mistress, he was committing sin there. She came in to give him some, uh, some kind of a, a drug that would dull his senses so he wouldn't endure all the pain that he was enduring that you see there at the end. And he says, no, I've got to have my wits about me. I've got to know what I'm doing so that I stand fast in what I'm doing. And I think that's something that, that I see, Kate, that you bring with some of the health stuff is so that we have our wits about us, about what we're doing. What we're, think about what we're doing when we're feeding ourselves. Mm-hmm. Paul says we glorify God in eating and drinking even. So... I, I think that's very important. I, I just wanted to throw that out as the last message. And uh, Kate, as always, we appreciate you joining us, sharing of your time, sharing the information that you've given us, us that you've acquired over many years and you've you've experienced uh, in your own healing. Guys, 
Briley will be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Sons of Liberty Radio.com, Sons of Liberty Media.com. Look, get with the people of God tomorrow. You need that. You need that encouragement that comes from the fellowship of the people of God. Make sure you've got somebody teaching you. The, you don't want, I think this about the Word of God, and I think this about No, you need somebody to stand authoritatively who've studied and the Word of God, and they've prayed over it, and God has anointed them and given them a message to speak truth into your life. You need that. Find it somewhere and have that fellowship and be ready for the new week ahead to glorify God in obedience to that Word. That's all I got to say for today. Uh, Kate, I'll say goodbye to you after uh, off air once we close out here. Guys, have a great weekend, great Lord's Day. We'll see you 6 a.m., Lord willing, on Monday. And we're going to have Dr. Bill, America's Frontline Doctors, with us again. He's going to talk about spike proteins, things that you know, things that you don't know. Be sure to join us then. See you.